This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 49 of Curry in the Pot. I know it's been a long time since I talked to you guys. It's been about six weeks. Wow. I know you guys miss me. I know you guys miss this voice, but it's been a long time, man. Just want to thank you guys for, you know, your patience, your continued love and support. I've had a lot going on. So before I go any further, I want to dedicate this episode to my late great great grandfather, Mr. Dave Jacobs Jr. And uh, not only was he a legend, not only did he train and discover Sugar Ray Leonard, Mike Tyson, train Mike Tyson and discovered a lot of other fighters, but he was my great grandfather and he was a great man, a humanitarian, a God-fearing man. He was a lot of things, but I'm really going to miss my great grandfather, but I want to especially dedicate episode number 49 to him and to his legacy. So moving right along, guys, it's been a while. Obviously, we got college basketball in the rear view. We got NBA playoffs coming soon. MLB is back. Baseball is bike. We got a lot going on. But before I go any further, I got a special guest on the line. So before I go any further, guys, I got a special guest on the line. I got UMBC's own Mr. Jairus Lyles. Jairus, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So how's everything been, man? I know a lot of things, a lot of crazy things been going on over this past month, yeah. these past three weeks. Yeah. Things been crazy, man. Talk to us. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a special experience, man. Uh, it's been crazy ever since uh, ever since we left the tournament. Uh, but, I mean, we, gotta, we just got to embrace it, you know, enjoy it. Because, uh, you know, moments like these don't happen all the time. Exactly. Absolutely. So, before I get to the big upset versus Virginia, talk to me about the shot you hit against Vermont to even send you guys to the tournament. Yeah, man. I just, my teammates put put, put ultimate confidence in me as well as my coaches. So, and those are shots I worked on every day. So, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a hard shot for me, but... I just knew the moment. I knew we wanted to go dance. I knew my team, how much it meant to my team. I knew how much it meant to me and my coaching staff. So I just wanted to win the game for us. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So let's fast forward real quick to the tournament. And everybody knows 135 teams have fallen. But you guys, you and BC, got over the hump and made history. You were a huge catalyst in that game. You were 9 for 11 from the field. And you led the way with 28 points. Talk to me about that game. Uh, we knew that we knew that game was gonna be a tough one. Uh, I mean, I know the score says we beat them by twenty, but it was a tough game. Um, we prepared we prepared extremely well uh, the week coming up to the game, and we just went into that game believing in one another and, and very confident. We knew we had to be confident going to that game and believe in one another, and that that's what we did. And I think it showed up on that court. But once we once we got it going, it, it was hard to look back. So everybody was hitting that game. Definitely. Everybody was hitting, man. I, I, everybody was in total shock. I, I knew what you were capable of, but the world didn't. So talk to me about, you know, the experience as a whole of being in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, you know, people like me can only imagine of playing in a type of environment like that. So just talk to me about the experience, man. It's an incredible experience, man. I mean, I, I think every athlete, you know, if they get the chance, they should they should definitely experience. I know it has to do with which if you win it or not, but it's definitely an experience you wanna you wanna you wanna go through through your college years. But 
just meeting meeting a lot of NBA old stars, uh, people that's going to be NBA stars, being like players from teams, um, seeing great coaches, and just that atmosphere is crazy. It's, it's you you play in those big arenas sometimes if you play those high major schools, but that atmosphere there's nothing like the atmosphere of the NCAA tournament. Absolutely, it's it's a and it's a sporting event unlike no other. Unlike no other. So, real quick, talk about what made you and BC the right fit for you. Obviously, you committed to VCU out of high school, and you transferred to Robert Morris. Talk to me about what made you and BC the right fit for you. I think coming out of high school, I was real immature. So, a lot of those immaturities, uh, they showed when I was at BCU, and that, that's kind of like was my downfall, me just being immature and not want to listen to anybody. But I think... Like once I got to UNBC, I was I was more mature. I was ready to like own up to like look in the mirror and, and know that I got I got some things to change and not everybody else's fault. But it was a family environment. They gave me a chance. Um, I'm not too far from uh, UNBC, being I live in Silver Spring. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was just it was it was I felt at home as soon as I stepped on campus and then I blossomed ever since. That's what it's all about, man. It just seems like that was you know a perfect fit for you, like you said. So, what's next for you? Obviously, I know, you know, as any Hooper's dream, they want to go to the NBA, but I'm sure you got overseas probably secured by now, but just talk to me about what's next for you. Uh, right now, I'm just working out every single day, trying to prepare for the, uh, the, NBA, the whole NBA pre-draft process. I'm trying to put myself in a best position and, and able to get drafted, or if I don't get drafted, to get picked up by a team. So, that, that's what I'm doing right now, and that's my main focus is is trying to get in that, that league. But, yeah, definitely, if that league is not, is, is not an option after, all the, um, after everything said and done, then overseas is definitely an option. Okay, okay. So let, let me let me rewind a little bit. So you were at Robert Morris with, with Marquise Reed, a guy we went to high school with. Talk to me about, you know, the things that he's done. And I seen a couple of days ago he declared for the draft with the option to go back to school. Just talk about Marquise real quick. Yeah, Marquise has always been a guy with an ex- ex- extreme amount of talent. Uh, very confident. Um, that's one thing that he never lacks is his confidence. Um, I think he wanted to go bigger. He went to Clemson. He showed what he can do on that stage. And then, um, you know, I hope it pays off for him. He's he interned the draft this year, and uh, I think he'll do fine as long as he keeps working like he has been and, and keeps that confidence. So, you know, you always want to see you always want to see your guys from from the hometown. Uh, and from the area, succeed. And, you know, he went to school with me for a year, and then he transferred. But with us, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, with us. So you always want to see those guys succeed. And I just, I wish him the best. But you know, I think he, I think he'll be fine. <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. So obviously, you played at the Matha. You know, you played with the Grants, Victor Oladipo, Quinn Cook. Have those guys been in your ear, giving you any type of advice? Uh, just telling me. Well, I talked to Quinn before the season, and. You know, one thing he mentioned was just one thing he mentioned was just um, one thing he mentioned to me was just uh, my bad. It was something in the background. One thing he mentioned to me was just just play my game, keep doing what I'm doing, and then try to win that conference tournament. And then when you get to that tournament, keep doing what you're doing, and you'll get a shot ultimately. So I did everything he said and asked. But you know, those guys always just telling me, uh, you know, play how you play and just be confident. Obviously, yep, absolutely, man. It's about, you know, just getting the right opportunity. And the opportunity came, and and you just took it and ran with it, man. And hats off to you for that. 
And real quick, talk to me about Markel Fultz. What would you say to the doubters, all the critics, man? You know, people calling him a bust early on, talking about his shot is broken. Talk to me about Markel Fultz real quick. You know what they say, so you got to trust the process, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, he was number one drafted for a reason, so I think he'll be fine. You know, his confidence, it, 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 it was skyrocketed. And with the more games he plays, he gets comfortable with the um, with the system and everything. So he got that time to sit out and, and, and watch the game. And I think it's, it's going to slow down for him eventually. So he'll be, I think he'll, he'll live up to that number one pick. Absolutely. I believe so as well, man. But I really want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I really, really appreciate it, man. Give give everybody, you know, give my audience your social media. Uh, my Instagram is underscore J Lyles. And then that's the same for my Twitter handle, underscore J Lyles. All right, man. I got you, man. We're going to talk to you again, man, very soon. But thanks for coming on the show, man. I really, really appreciate, appreciate it, it again. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care. All right, we're back. We're back to our regular scheduled programming. And before I, you know, fast forward to talking about the NBA, the NFL, all the big news that's been going on, let me talk about the NCAA tournament. I had a horrible bracket, just like many people did, uh, my bracket was awful. I did have Loyola Chicago going to the Elite Eight in my bracket. I did call that. You know, I, I'm going to call something. I'm going to call something, man. I'm not going to be wrong all the time. But congratulations to the Villanova Wildcats. I know it's not just me, but that was one of the worst national championship games in recent memory. Like, I'm sorry. Like I said, congratulations to the Villanova Wildcats and Dante DiVincenzo. He went off. He had a game, man. But for the for the most part, that game was that game was bad. It was close. You know, early in the first half, Michigan had a lead, and they had a lead, believe it or not. But that game just got ugly, and Michigan was never able to to find you know any momentum. Mo Wagner he played well, but nobody else. Muhammad Ali, he played well, too. He played well, but nobody else on the Michigan Wolverines team seemed to match their intensity and play up to par and play championship-level basketball, and that was their downfall. Villanova, they do it again. Dante DiVincenzo, six-man he was, the Big E, six-man of the year, and he showed what he could do on a big stage. And, again, congrats to them. So let me switch phases. I know my audience really loves the NBA, and it's been a... It's been a crazy season. We've seen a lot of injuries. Kyrie Irving out, Stephen Curry out. He's slated to miss the first round. Even guys like Jimmy Butler out. We saw all the injuries to Marcus Cousins, but the Pelicans are still staying afloat. We've seen a lot of crazy things. But I'm pretty sure that the, the standings are going to change. John Wall has returned to the Wizards lineup. They will change because as of today, April the 4th, the Heat, the Wizards and the Bucks are on a three-way tie right now, 42 and 36. So things will change. I think the most dangerous team going into the playoffs is the Philadelphia 76ers. We know they got Markel Fultz back. Markel Fultz is bike. They have him, Ben Simmons, who's been playing remarkable. Like he's he's a special talent. Joel MB, me and B Jones talked a while. That those guys are like a you know NBA 2K Pro Am team, like. They're freaks, man. Joe MB could dribble, shoot, pass, play defense. Ben Simmons is a 6'10 point guard, a point guard. And they got Markel Foss back, and his confidence is going to skyrocket like Jarrett Lau said earlier. 
But I'm just ready for the playoffs, man. I really think I'm ready. And James Harden, I said he was going to win MVP. He's running away with it. And the West, the West is pretty wild too. Denver is currently the ninth seed. The Clippers are the 10th seed. It's instant. OKC just lost last night. I just want to see what's going to happen, man. Obviously, I, we won't we won't know the matchups until next week. There's still some teams playing spoiler alert for the other teams This in contention. But it's going to be entertaining. I'm, I'm absolutely ready. I think if, you know, if this was any year for the Warriors to be vulnerable, it'd be right now. But I, it's hard to see KD, Klay Thompson, and Draymond lose. They still got some guys and guys who've stepped up like Quinn Cook, who's been playing exceptionally well. He's been in his bag ever since Steph went down. I think the Warriors would be just fine. The Rockets obviously are their biggest threat. But I think when they play each other, when they meet in the Western Conference Finals, it's going to be an entertaining six-game series. I'm going to have to just go with Golden State. Ultimately, in the East, no matter what anybody says, I know Kyrie Irving is going to return, but I just do not see anybody beating LeBron James in a best-of-seven series in the East. The man has not lost a best-of-seven series in the East since his first stint in Cleveland. His last year, but his first stint in Cleveland back in 2010. LeBron James has reached the finals every year since then, so it's hard to see a team stopping him and the Raptors are they're just tiny baby dinosaurs they've been folding as of late so I don't really know what to believe when it comes to the Raptors this is a team that got swept by the Wizards in the playoffs not too long ago but like I can't really believe in them so now let me switch phases and go over to the NFL and it's been it's been a crazy offseason the NFL I think the draft is going to be pretty crazy too but let me talk about some of the offseason moves. So obviously the Redskins and the Alex Smith trade, it has been official. Alex Smith is officially a Redskin. Kirk Cousins is now a member of the Minnesota Vikings and he gets a whopping contract, fully guaranteed three years, 84 million. That's a lot of money. Hey man, Kirk Cousins better put up or shut up, honestly, because he got some Got some pretty big expectations. This is a team that just reached the NFC Championship, and they're going to be looking at him to get them over the hump. Good luck, man. I, I really I really wish Kirk the best. I'm just glad the Redskins didn't give him all that money. Also, the defending champion Eagles, they have made some moves. They got Michael Bennett, Haloti Nada. They signed Mike Wallace. They traded Torrey Smith to Carolina. The Eagles are primed to compete and be back. And they will get Carson Wentz back healthy, obviously. They're primed to do well. Who else has made some moves? The New England Patriots, they made a number of moves getting Browns defensive tackle, former Browns defensive tackle Danny Shelton. And yesterday, they traded Brandon Cooks over to the LA Rams. They sent the first and the sixth over to the Rams. And in exchange for Brandon Cooks. So, nice move for the Patriots. They, they got rid of Cooks. The Rams are loaded, though, man. Not the Dominican Sue. Who else? Brandon Cooks, as I just mentioned. Marcus Peters, a keep to lead. They also signed Sam Shields. The Rams are pretty much in Super Bowl or bus mode right now. And I think this is the right thing for them to do. Reshaping their roster, getting some guys in. Because Jared Goff is still on his rookie contract. So you might as well get a lot of talent and a lot of... You might as well just go all in. Why? Presumably a franchise QB 
for the future is on his rookie deal. So they might as well load up on all the talent they can get. And I think the Rams are going to be the team to be. Obviously, the Eagles, the Vikings, but the Rams, man. They, they burst onto the scene last year. Also, in their division, not to be slept on is the San Francisco 49ers. They're going to be on the come up. They signed Richard Sherman. They got Jared McKinnon, who I think Kyle Shannon, who was a guru, is going to find some remarkable things to do with him and his skill set. We know they signed Jimmy G to that massive deal. I think the 49ers are on the come up as well. So look out. It's also been a bunch of other moves. Jimmy Graham going to Green Bay. Muhammad Wilkerson also going to Green Bay. Drew Brees re-signing with the Saints. As many people knew, Redskins got Paul Richardson. They got a weapon. I still think the Redskins need to do a little bit more. Cowboys signed wide receiver Alan Hearns. He looks to bounce back as a member of the Cowboys. I think that's a good pickup. Giants got Nate Soldier. We don't know what's going to happen with Odell Beckham. My guts is they will pay him, but I don't know, man. I've seen some crazy things. People are saying that the Patriots got two first-round picks. They're going to send that over to the Giants and get Odell. Please don't do that. Please don't. And with this crazy offseason, it's going to shape up to be a very interesting NFL draft. We saw the Jets move up to number three. The Colts moved back. And they gave up a nice package to move up to three. And the draft is going to be really interesting, but it's also, it's I think it's going to be really unpredictable. I know people are doing mock drafts, but I, I feel like this draft is going to see a lot of trades because really, we don't really know how the draft is going to go until these quarterbacks are gone. We don't even know who's going to go first. Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. We don't know what's going to go on. The quarterback dominoes have to fall before we know what's really going to happen. And we just don't at this present moment. We don't know what's going to happen. But I think the NFL draft is going to be very interesting. Of course, I'm going to do an episode before the draft doing my sleepers as I did last year. I told you guys about Cooper Cup. And y- y'all know I'd be hit, man. I'd, I'd be sharp, man. I could tell you guys who's going to be a sleeper. I didn't, per- I didn't predict Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara last year. But I, I know a thing or two about sleepers. So don't sleep on me. But NFL has been a wild offseason, man. And I'm, I'm just ready. We know how long it's going to be. Like, even after the draft, it's going to be like, dang, we got to wait till August just for preseason and stuff like that. <sighs> but we do have the NBA playoffs to lean on. Also, for baseball fans, MLB is back. We still have NHL going on. But baseball is back. And, I mean, it's hard to really, I can't really say who's going to do what in baseball because you never know. You really don't know till like, later in the season, like, September in baseball. You just don't know, honestly. But the two teams I root for is the Yankees and the Nationals. So, I'm rooting for them to do good things. Obviously, the Yankees have Giancarlo Stanton to go along with Aaron Judge. They have the two best hitters in baseball. And it's just going to be a good MLB season. But I'm going to wrap things up real quick. Very soon, I'm going to wrap things up. But I started my podcast about a year ago this time. And I just want to thank everybody for the love and support. Like, honestly, for real. It took it took a lot of courage and a lot of guts for me to step outside of my comfort zone. Because I didn't know if I wanted to do this. But with a lot of support from my friends and family, my great-grandfather, who was a big influence, he said, keep talking. He said, keep talking. So, of course, I'm going to do that in a way to honor him. I'm going to do what he asked me to do. He told me to keep talking. 
I probably wasn't gonna stop anyways, but I'ma definitely keep it up. And really, I just want to thank you guys for the love and support. This is episode 49. Episode 50 is coming. I'm gonna try to get a podcast going with my dad. Try to do it next week before the NBA playoffs start. But it's gonna be a QA. I know you guys love a QA. So of course you guys can send me questions on my Twitter, text me, whatever, man. Email me. <laughs> You guys can reach out to me, man, and of course I will answer all of your questions. Cause it's been a while since I did a Q&A, so I'm gonna try to get my dad in, so you guys could send some questions for my dad. You know, my dad's been around for a long time. He's seen a lot of things, and just send us questions, man. We will be sure to answer them. I gotta get my dad on the pod. He's really knowledgeable about sports, so maybe not as knowledgeable as me, but I'm gonna get him on the podcast, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about some sports, man. NBA playoffs coming up next week. NBA season is winding down. NFL draft coming later in the month. We got baseball, NHL, all going on at the same time. College basketball just ended. Duke is going to be stacked next year. But for real, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for the love and continued support. Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 49 is done. Peace.